Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Amanda Gates and today is my happiest, most favorite day of the entire year. Why? Uh, it's Earth Day, yay! Happy Earth Day, everyone. Oh my God. Even though I think every day we should celebrate Mama Earth, I love that this day in April is a great reminder to hit pause and bask in her beauty. And this year, well, there's no better time to do it, right? <laughs> Side note for today's housekeeping. My clutter course is still on sale until the end of the month, so you can head on over to my website, interiorvibes.com and the link is at the top of the page. You can click on it, learn more about the course or purchase. And if you're in the mood to celebrate Earth Day with me, a great way to do that would be to get shit done, get busy doing eco stuff. So don't forget about my amazing book, Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly. You can find it on Amazon. Just go on over there, type in the title, it'll pop right up. Not only will it make me like super happy that you're saving the earth one intention at a time, it will further embarrass my mother. She is the thread throughout the entire book and she is the reason I wrote it. Well, partially. I also wrote it because of palm oil. But she is embarrassed all to hell that I have let the cat out of the bag and shared her secret. Shh, don't tell anyone, but she's a hippie. <laughs> she is so ridiculous, I swear. So anyways, today's show is all about nature, obviously, and as many of you know, the whole reason that I wrote the book, other than to embarrass my mother, of course, was because of palm oil. And if you don't know about this topic, you don't know the story, just Google that shit right now, and then you can make up your own mind. But as my friend Jean always tells me, she always said, Amanda, go where your heart bleeds. Whew. And when you hurt my nature spirits, I will cut you, write a book, and then live to tell about it. <laughs> so today's show is dedicated to Mama Earth and her spirits. And this is my love letter to her. Everything that we need and want to thrive is available to us from the natural world. The natural world provides communities of living organisms, habitats, micro and macro worlds, and these are essential to our health, quality of life, and survival. We don't need money, prescriptions, a bigger house, or even a fancier vacation to be fulfilled. We just need nature. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Amanda Gates, and today we are going to be talking about nature spirits. Woohoo! I'm so excited. Why, you ask? Because I love nature, and today is Earth Day. Woohoo! Great reminder for all of us to be celebrating Mama Earth. It's my favorite day of the year. In fact, two years ago on this very day, I launched my book, Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly. It wasn't a book that I had ever planned to write. Nope. 
but I had a complete meltdown in my kitchen about palm oil and the devastation to the animal kingdom from slash and burn practices to produce said palm oil. Those plantations, they have found it's quicker, faster, and cheaper to just burn that shit down, including all of the animals, ecosystems, and everything else it includes. So I sat down and started writing and writing and writing. And two weeks later, I had my book. See, if you haven't read the book, what most of you don't know is that I was raised by a hippie. To this day, she denies all of it. And she says that I have exaggerated her character in my book. But that is for a whole other podcast. Most importantly, mom is the thread throughout my entire book. She is the glue to my hippie ways. And she is the reason I have always had a love affair with nature and her spirits. Even though for a short time I did beer, went off the path, you know, went on a little bender. But I came back, so who cares? But it's because of mom that I fight and I fight and I fight. And it is because of mom that I consume products consciously and mindfully. This book is not only my love affair to nature, but to my mama who made it all possible. And she's mortified, FYI, that I have written about her in this book. And she's mortified that everybody knows. Everybody knows her secret. Shh. Don't tell, okay? So here's a little excerpt from chapter one, just to get you a little prepared for mom and her ways. At lunch, I didn't have the cool Lunchables or preservative-laden chips covered in cheese, like Cheetos and Doritos. Nope. I was the lucky winner of homemade granola, veggie slices, and salad. Meanwhile, Misty, the most popular girl in school, well, she got the pizza rolls, Cheetos, and a Coke for lunch. Oh my God, I was so jealous. To make matters worse, mom made all of my clothes. We would head down to the fabric store and she'd use every last scrap, making me a shirt, matching pants, a headband, and anything else in between to make sure no scrap was left behind. I was told daily that I was lucky because the other kids had to wear store-bought clothes. And if I groaned and moaned about the homemade clothes, she'd march my ass down to Leroy's thrift store where we would spend hours and hours scouring through all the racks to find the best deals on the best clothes for the upcoming school year. Holy Christ. Shoot me now. All I wanted to do was shop at Miller's Outpost because that's where Misty and all the cool kids bought their clothes. If I could just shop there, oh my gosh, I would have new Levi's and a new mass-produced shirt or maybe some cute cut-off jeans with bows cut out on the side. But no, mom needed to be weird. It's funny, when I look back at those formidable years, all I wanted to do was fit in. I desperately wanted to blend in and be cool, even if that meant sacrificing the planet. I mean, seriously, if it meant stabbing the planet in the left eye, and being a trash-producing, eco-sucking, unsustainable teenager, man, I would hands down choose that stupid teenager any day of the week. I mean, this was high school after all, and fitting in is important, right? Fast forward to me today. Not only have I surpassed my eco-loving mother, but I have felt it my civic responsibility to be an advocate for this planet and teach everything I know. I proudly shop at thrift stores, make my own cleaners, make everything from scratch, reuse, reduce, and recycle 
everything and will gladly be weird if it helps save Mama Earth. So that's just a little excerpt from chapter one, but it just gives you a little bit of synopsis of what my mom is like. It is because of her. I remember, and I share this story in the book as well. We were on our way inside the grocery store and this man had thrown a piece of trash down on the ground on our way in and she went over there and smacked him upside the head and made him pick it up. Who does that? Uh, my mother. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about mom being eco and how Earth Day is the most important day of the year. For those of you that listen to the show often or you've taken my advanced course, Mastering Feng Shui, you know that when it comes to Feng Shui, it goes way beyond our interiors. It goes way beyond our home. In order for you to thrive, you have to have strong chi. And the only way you can get strong chi is to cultivate your chi, right? I say it all the time on the show. And nature is what's going to lift you up and infuse you through her nature spirits. So that's why I'm excited to share with you this show today. Not only to celebrate Earth Day, but to celebrate my love affair with nature and hopefully brainwash you into my weird hippie ways. <laughs> we are going to dive into the wisdom of nature spirits and how they can serve you in uncertain times. Uh, ding, ding, ding. I think we're in those now, right? <laughs> today, we're going to talk about the devas, animal spirits, and of course, trees. My trees. I love trees. So you may be saying to yourself, Amanda, why the hell is this important? How in the world does this relate to feng shui? And ultimately, why the hell does it matter? It's my favorite thing, right? So bottom line, we need to reconnect with the natural world. We need to respect her and we need to honor her. I think that's what this pandemic is really all about. It's forcing us to take a step back and to look at the bigger picture and just really realize the woes of our ways. Like, look how beautiful our planet has become after only 30 days of our asses being told to stay home. So this is unprecedented. It's really a wake-up call to what we've been doing to her and how we can really reverse things and start turning things around and celebrating her, all of her, in a new way. We need to get back to celebrating all of her seasons, you know, spring full of new beginnings, summer full of all of her beautiful blooms, the wanting of fall, and the great hibernation of winter. And there's no better time to bask in her beauty than right now. Oh my God, it's so beautiful outside. Ben Hale and I just did a show and we talked about this very thing. And I also did a show with Ashley Piper, uh, her new book. Oh my God, it's amazing. Give a shit. Um, you know, there's a reason why we're all talking about this because it matters and her beauty is boundless and she will help you cultivate your chi and she can do so many things for you. And I'm hoping that after today, when you start to realize what the spirits can do for you, I'm hoping that it will help you really tap in, tune in, drop in to your spiritual side. Trust me when I say nature is a language we all know on a cellular level, but we've forgotten. We've been all caught up in our stupid frenetic lives, thinking that our to-do lists and the expectations and all the shit we've been doing is actually important, but it's really not. The good news is your soul has not forgotten. Your soul is like way down inside of you going, yippee, yay, let's celebrate nature. 
So we see whispers of nature's divinity all around us and her wisdom is all around us, but we have to choose to see it. So I'm hoping that this show is going to remind you to tune in, tap in, drop in, whatever the hell you got to do to really bask in her beauty. Are you ready? Let's get started. So everything we've ever needed to survive, thrive, you know, just really be our best selves is provided by nature. Food, water, medicine, materials for shelter, health, spiritual well-being. It is through nature that we connect to the divine and we can tap into our higher self. If you've listened to my show or watched any of my YouTube videos, if you've read my book, hell, if you're one of my clients, a big portion of what I do is connected to nature spirits. Every single one of my clients has a nature spirit experience because I communicate with nature spirits. I've had everything from bobcats outside my window, deer. I've had ducks. Hey, Laura. So if you've worked with me, you have a nature spirit communication that Amanda has gifted you. So every single time I work with someone, the spirits communicate with me and I don't take that lightly. That is some of the most valuable information that nature and our divinity provides us. So unfortunately, we've become so disconnected from that natural world. You know, it's easy and often convenient to just forget that nature remains as giving as ever. Even if, you know, we've been kind of abusing her like a lot. (laughs) So... Since we don't all have mom running up to us in a damn parking lot to hit us upside the head, the good news is we are now in the great pause. It's allowing our planet to heal. It's allowing us to see what we've done to her. It's allowing us to see the damage that we've done and how our chaotic, frenetic lives have been, you know, really beating her up. So, Important notes that I mentioned in my last podcast about feng shui in our gardens. I don't remember what number it is. Go on to iTunes, check it out. You should check all of them out. They're all great shows. But one of the things that I mentioned is that some of the factors that have caused us to become disconnected is the rise of technology and massive industry. And it has caused us to distance ourselves superficially from nature. And what's really important to remember is that even though we've become disconnected, we have not changed our reliance or our demand on her. Most of what we consume every damn day remains the product of multitudes of touch points from nature. And many of people's interactions with her are futile as they are incorrigible. So I'm hoping that this pandemic is like making people wake up going, holy shit, our planet is beautiful. Springtime is amazing. Look at all these amazing animals that are coming out. Look at these amazing trees. Look at how pretty that creek is. Look how amazing that cactus is, right? (laughs) That's my hope. And I think it's important to also say that beyond the physical goods, nature also provides us many gifts by the way of beauty, art, spirituality, rest, stress reduction, exercise, uh, hello, chi cultivation, right? You could be having the shittiest day ever and you go outside and she is going to fluff the hell out of your chi. It's why I molest trees so much. 
I'm the weird girl out in the, you know, woods, molesting trees, I'm hugging them, I'm talking to them, you know, I sit with them, I meditate with them. Oh, you're going to find out today why trees are so important. They are like the best shamans ever. So for millennia, Earth has been nothing but a giving planet. And we have always lived in harmony with her. Everything we've ever needed has been available to us through nature and our healing energy. But in the last hundred years or so, we've just really gotten out of balance. We've just been a lot more demanding on her and we have not created a circular economy. So if you read my book, I go into much further detail about how we've really become a linear economy and how we need to get back to a circular economy. So why is nature so important in feng shui? Well, it's by far one of the fastest ways that you can fluff your chi. You know, if you want to cultivate your chi, I get emails all the time where people will maybe find a YouTube video or they'll listen to one podcast and they're like, what the hell is this chi cultivation that you're talking about? Feng shui is about your damn home. No, it's not. The most important conduit to make your home right is you. So you got to get your calibration. You got to get your energy right. So the beauty of nature really has profound effects on your senses, opening up gateways to the outer world. It connects you to your inner world. You know, like if you're really having a rough day, if you're at a crossroads in life, man, nature can just tap you in immediately, just drop you into what you need to know. And it will communicate with you if you pay attention. Being in nature does so many amazing things. The reason that it can cultivate our chi so quickly is because just 30 minutes in nature reduces anger, it eliminates fear, it reduces stress, it increases feelings of peace, it increases feelings of serenity. I mean, I can just go on and on and on. Our exposure to nature not only makes us feel better emotionally, but it contributes to your physical well-being. It's been scientifically proven that people who spend time in nature, it reduces blood pressure and reduces stress and muscle tension. I mean, think about what you do when you're stressed. A lot of us hold tension in our back. We hold tension in our neck and our shoulders. Just going out in nature and you'll totally relax. So I think that nature provides us so much. And after today's show, you're going to see how much amazing shit she provides us. In addition to all that stuff I just talked about. So this is why I have such a love affair with her. Because she's invaluable to our feng shui practice. In feng shui, nature and her spirits are incredibly healing and they're vital to not only strengthening our personal chi, but it strengthens the chi of our homes. If we take care of the nature around our homes, it provides us protection, it provides us energy, it makes your house happy. I can't tell you how many houses I've spoken to and, you know, they've got dilapidated chi because the landscape hasn't been cared for. It makes her sad. So many ails of energy being stuck, sharp, or non-existent can be brought back to life through the strong chi of plants and trees and nature spirits. Not to mention, she's a valuable messenger. So, you know, if you're at that crossroads, which I was just talking about a minute ago, all you got to do is look to nature. Here's a great example. And not only was I going to do this show because of Earth Day, but like this solidified my reason that I needed to do this show today. 
About a week ago, I was sitting in my office and all of a sudden a bird landed on the ledge of my window. Now, this was highly unusual because number one, it's never happened. Number two, there's not really a ledge. So this little guy was like hanging on for dear life on sort of a ledge, but not really pretty much the screen on the window. And I don't know how the hell he was doing this. I mean, it was a miracle. So I don't take messages like this lightly. I communicate a lot with nature. And so I immediately knew that this was a message for me. So when something unusual like this happens, I pay attention. And you're going to find yourself saying things like, well, that's odd. Well, that's unusual. Huh, look at that. Ding, ding, ding. Pay attention. It's important. (laughs) It means something. So because I'm a feng shui practitioner, whenever these types of messages come to me, I always do what's called a plum blossom divination. And this is a tool in my practice that helps me interpret the meanings of the messages. And again, if y'all listen to the show, I'm a wood element. I'm highly impatient. I don't want to journal about this shit and, you know, dwell on it for a month and try to figure it out. I want to know about it right now. So, and I should say, side note, um, if you have an unusual occurrence in your own life and you'd like an interpretation and you need help with that interpretation, just shoot me an email. I can do a plum blossom divination for you. It's a service that I offer. I don't talk about it a lot. Um, A lot of my clients know about it, but if it's something that you do want to work with, you can just shoot me an email. It's only 75 bucks. You can just tell me what happened. I do need to know the time of day it occurred. If you give me this information, um, then I can shoot you back the the basic message, the, the omen of the message so that you can get some clarity about it. All right. So I did the divination and here is what I got. Oh my God. Good heavens, y'all. This was a message for humanity, which is why I had to do the show today because this message is not only for me, but for all of you. This is a time of crisis. Are you overburdened? Are you in over your head by taking on more and more than you can really do? Or is this situation brought on by some force of nature that you don't have any control over? In any case, this is the time to have courage. Stand by what you know is true and have the strength to stand alone. Trust me, you know best. Make a plan. When a structure dissolves, this is the time for transition and great change. Let go of the past and move beyond it. When you are forced to push beyond limits for a purpose that you really believe in, you can be courageous and accept what happens with grace. The old no longer serves you. Look ahead and embrace new beginnings. Hot damn, y'all. So this is why it was so important to work so closely with nature spirits because that is a powerful message. Think about what we are going through right now. Think about how we are letting go of the old. It is a crisis for a lot of people. We are in great change. We're going through a transition. And it's all about new beginnings. Holy crap. I really felt like it was validation of not only what we're going through, but really an exercise in trust. It's an invitation to let go and keep looking forward. So... This is why I work so closely with nature spirits. They are messengers and they help guide you on your path. But in order for these messengers to be effective, you got to cultivate your chi. Why? 
because this is the only way to develop a strong relationship with her and communicate with her spirits. If you're swimming in those below the cross emotions, your frequency will not align with the high vibing spirits. You won't align with those messages. And a lot of times if you're not aligned with them, you're going to miss them. So if your vibe is high, hot damn y'all, she will speak to you. She'll guide you. She'll communicate with you in the most kick-ass mysterious ways. It's why I get so excited about it because the messages that come through always make me push back in my chair. I'm always like, oh my God, this is so amazing. It's like being in the space of childlike wonder. So let's dive into some of the key players of nature spirits that I work with the most and how you can too. First up are the devas. These are some bad witches, y'all. You F with these gals and you gonna have some problems. <laughs> they are powerful spiritual forces behind the natural world. And they pretty much sum up the entire kingdom. They are the supreme beings that are large and in charge. There are no other nature spirits that are more mystical and more powerful than the devas. So the most important thing to remember is that when you're working with the devas, you got to have one thing, and that's respect. If you want to be in harmony with the land, they are the spirit of the land. So they are the ones that create the chi and the characteristics of each place. Think about when you go to different cities and how they feel. You know what I'm talking about. Just list a city and, you know, think about the places you've gone. You can immediately recall a vibe that it had. And that vibe is created by these supreme beings. So, for example, the Davis in Ojai, California, they're very fairy-like. The Davis in Asheville, North Carolina, well, they're pretty witchy. And the Davis here in Nashville, they're a mix of angelic and celestial. When I went to St. Louis, I tapped into the Davis there, and they're like powerful magicians. So each place, they hold and create that vibe, the chi that you pick up on when you go to a city that is created by them. And trust me when I say, trust me, if you piss them off or don't honor them in a respectful way, things are going to be difficult in your life. You're going to have a lot of obstacles. So it's why garden feng shui is so important, y'all. You got to care for your land. You got to care for your balcony. You got to care for the nature that surrounds you because it's a sign of respect and it's really acting as an offering to them. It's a way to celebrate them. So care for their chi, care for their land, and I guarantee you they'll care for you. And if you're not in harmony with them in any way, they'll make your life difficult. You'll have a lot of obstacles and, you know, I've been in places, I, I've visited uh, and, and worked with clients where their sprinkler systems, you know, break constantly, their trees die, um, they can't get things to work. There's a lot of things that, you know, they just keep hitting up against hurdles. That's the devas. So start working with them. So if you're a good steward of the land, your blooms are going to be more colorful, the trees are going to be bigger, fruits and veggies are going to be richer. And your chi is going to be kick ass. Like you're going to be really strong. So as you're listening to this, you may be thinking, 
well, what the hell do I do to work with them? Like, how, what does this look like, Amanda? First and foremost, you want to become friends with them and get to know them. Get to know the devas in your area. And by that, I mean, you know, when you go out for a walk, talk to them. Thank them for this beautiful land and thank them for caring for it. You know, when you go for a nature walk, really appreciate the land, appreciate the trees, the blooms, the flowers, really show them respect because they're the, the stewards of it. They're the ones that are looking over everything and give them a lot of respect, honor them and celebrate them through ceremonies. Uh, I will often provide them offerings. When I do solstice ceremonies, I always give offerings. So whatever that looks like for you, if you want to light a candle in uh, their honor, if you want to give them treats and sweets, if you want to, um, you know, write them a love note, whatever it is, whatever it looks like, give them an offering, show them respect, and they will take care of you. Number two, animal spirits. You know, I love my animal spirits. I communicate with the animals like no tomorrow. Animal spirits really refers to the spiritual essence behind animals and, you know, what's really important about animal spirits is by shamans, according to shamans, they're considered the messengers of the land. So if you work closely with the devas and you care for their land, your messengers will visit often. So the most important thing to remember is when it comes to animal spirits, you gotta pay attention. These messengers can be quite subtle. So it's up to you to discern and decipher what mystics call omens to help you on your path. So if you see something as quote unquote odd, or it makes some sort of impression, you've gotta be open to the idea that it's a sign of communication. It's, you know, the, the Gates team, whenever something unusual happens with animals, the first thing out of our mouth is, huh, what does this mean? <laughs> this means something. So we never take any communication lightly. So ask and, and really put out there the intention that you want to strengthen your receptivity so that you can effectively communicate with the animal kingdom. And a lot of this does come from the devas. You've got to work closely with them because the messengers are gifts. And so it's kind of like a domino effect. You know, you got to honor the hierarchy. So if a message does come through, journal about it. Work with the energy. The message may not be evident right away. I, I see this a lot with my students where, you know, something will happen and they'll say, oh, Amanda said this means something. Oh my God, what does this mean? And so you immediately go into confusion. You don't know what it means. You overthink it. You overcomplicate it. Don't do that. You can always do a divination or use tools like a deck of cards or, you know, use a divination tool like the I Ching. But the most important thing is just to sit in the energy. Maybe meditate on it. Meditate on the experience and be open to what you receive. Most importantly, don't overthink it. You just want to be in a flow state. And it will get easier over time. You know, the more that you do it, you'll you'll notice that the messages become more and more clear. I have found that with my own clients, every single time I do a consultation, an animal spirit always shows up. An animal spirit always gives me a message. And I don't always know what it means, but I will just sit quietly and I will ask, what is it that you're trying to tell me? What is the most important thing that she or he needs to know? 
and it may not come to me right away, but it will typically come to me. I will get some sort of information and it doesn't always make sense to me, but when I give it to the client, it means everything to them. So trust in the process. Number three, tree spirits. Woo woo! Love me some trees. So I love my trees. You know I love my trees. These are sentient beings and they are what connect us to heaven and earth. And so they are some of the most profound sages on our planet because they are the oldest life forms that are still in physical existence. So the reason tree spirits are so important is that they catapult us into a spiritual awakening with their deep rooted wisdom. But you got to work with them, right? It's a choice. They, if you meditate with them, and if you work with them, you'll have really profound spiritual experiences. But, you know, a tree spirit is very old, very wise. I always look at them as like the great grandmothers and the great grandfathers because their energy is very heavenly, it's very calm, and it's very slow. So don't forget that you've got to be, you got to slow down when you work with tree energy. And that can be hard for me. I'm a wood element. I am very impatient, but it's okay. I still love me some trees. And remember, FYI, we have a really symbiotic relationship with trees. We exhale carbon dioxide and trees take that in and produce oxygen. So another reason why I get so pissed off about palm oil, but that's a whole nother story. I'll stop talking about it. But trees through their roots, we connect to the underworld, their trunks connect us to the middle world, and the branches connect us to the heavenly realm. So because they touch all three worlds, they are sentient beings that bridge our connection between heaven and earth. And the cool thing about a tree is they're multidimensional. Oh my God, y'all. Gnomes, elves, fairies, all the elementals are known to inhabit trees. So... If you're really wanting to do interdimensional work, you got to work with trees. So at my last house that I lived at, I had a gnome and his name was Edgar. And he kept telling me that he needed a tree. And I'll be honest, I was busy. I was frenetic. I was chaotic. And I kept, you know, ignoring it. It took me like a year, but I finally got Edgar a tree. And so what I ended up doing is I bought the tree, had it planted. It was a crepe myrtle and I named the tree after Edgar. So I gave him a really pretty sign and I talked to him every day and I was really proud of it. And it was great because all my neighbors would always come over and remark on how beautiful Edgar was and how big his blooms were and how beautiful he was. And, you know, like none of the other trees look like him. So I know it was because I was working with the Devas. Um, I was giving them a lot of offerings. I was giving the fairy realm a lot of offerings. I was working with Edgar and, and the gnome world and the elves and all the elementals. I was working with all of them. And even though I started off a little bit distracted, I got back on board. And the thing is, is that, you know, as you listen to this, you may think that this sounds absolutely crazy. But I've talked about this on my shows with Ben Hale, where when you're gardening, when you talk to your plants, you name your plants, you know, you're giving them love and care and appreciation, and you're becoming a steward of the land. You're showing that realm that it's important to you. And so what will happen is you start to attract the elementals, which is chi, 
and you'll notice that your garden starts to thrive and your garden is different than the neighbors who are not doing the same thing. So what you want to do is just care for all of it. You want to be respectful of the devas because this is their kingdom. Through them, you will get messages through the animal spirits. And by paying attention and honoring the animal spirits, you in turn honor your tree spirits. And when you're taking care of your gardens and, you know, if you've got land and you're planting trees or maybe you're going out on nature walks and you're just really enjoying the, the tree spirits that are, you know, out in nature, you're honoring all of it. You're acknowledging all of it and you're showing respect, which is the most important thing. So learn to communicate with the spirits around you. Talk with them. Write them notes and give them offerings. Remember, everything is energy and energy is everything, aka chi. So care for the chi around you and it will in turn care for you. And don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. A lot of people get stuck in their head. They allow the ego to get in the way. Go from a place of your heart. Celebrate all that nature has to offer you. Her beauty is boundless. And now more than ever, we need to celebrate her and cherish her because without her, we cease to exist. All right, everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed this show today. I hope that all of you are going to go out today and celebrate Earth Day. Bask in the sunshine, bask in the rain, bask in the snow, whatever you've got out your window. Say hello to some trees. Talk to the birds. Talk to the elementals. I am encouraging you and giving you a permission slip to get weird. And then I want you to journal about it. And then I want you to email me about it. I want to hear all about it. All right. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the show today. If you want to learn more about me or would like to do either a divination or a floor plan reading, you can just reach out to us. You can find us at our website, interiorvibes.com or shoot us an email at letschatatthegatescompany.com. Be sure to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. I'd love to hear about your nature experiences. And you can also check us out on YouTube. I've got over 100 videos there to teach you more about feng shui. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.